Death. Fire. Cold. Meeting. Session. Start. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope you all have enjoyed your lunches, or if you're just waking up or haven't woken up yet, good morning. In this week's meeting, I will be reading Chapter 9 of my published novel, Death Chill, which will be available on Amazon and Kobo as an ebook, paperback, and hardcover. So, without further ado, let's get this week's meeting into session. Death Chill, written by Portia Aubrey, narrated by Portia Aubrey. Chapter 9, Reapers vs. Angels. Ready for the fight today, Lexus? Anne asked me with an odd amount of joy. I can tell that she's trying not to read her my mind. Her eyes become wide open. She seems to have failed. I can't believe it. Anne pulls me into a hug and I whisper depressedly. You should really learn to control yourself. We all love you, Lexus, Anne says to me, still not letting me out of the hug. If everyone loved me, then I would feel suffocated and smothered which would make me feel worse. I know that I know that my words won't change anything, but it's still true nonetheless. I gotta go, Anne. Team fight and everything. I say, pushing her away from me. Do you know what team I'm fighting today? It's going to be a surprise, Anne shrugs as I start to walk away. Only the teams know, so you're going to find out when you meet up with your team. Well, thank you. I force a smile as I head for the training field. See you soon. Lexus, where have you been? Vanier Vay asks me before I make it onto the field. Doctor's appointment, I respond out of breath. I'm just going to ignore what everyone else told me then. Vanier rolls his eyes. We're having a meeting in the team room. Lead the way. I take a deep breath as we start to run to the team room. We bolt into the club room where everyone is wearing the team jerseys. The researchers are all huddled together, making game plans and the players are all talking to each other. The girls are chatting about how scared and nervous they are, and the boys are hyping each other up. Except for Jackson's Beardus and Darius Jumbo, of course. They're already trying to fight each other while still looking like best buds. I can break you in under a second, Jaskin whispers to Darius, while throwing his arms around his shoulders, clearly trying to hurt him. Can't break what you can't see, Darius whispers back to him, as he turns himself invisible. Lexus, come over here, Vanier demands, waving to me from a, the group of researchers and Daria. I walk over to him and he jabs my uniform into my stomach. Go get changed, you're starting. Make us proud, Lexus. Daria smiles get, and gives me a high five. We'll catch up. We'll catch you up on everything when you get back. I walk to the team change room. We all have separate change rooms because it would be dangerous for people on different teams to be in the same room where we are all vulnerable, mainly because around the time of the fights, people tend to attack or sabotage each other. I place my student ID over the scanner and the door swings open, then walk into one of the stalls and get changed. How did they get my measurements? I didn't submit them at the beginning of the year. At least I don't think I did. Plus, my measurements have changed drastically from the time I was supposed to submit them to now. There must be somebody who can see my measurements just by looking at me on our team. 
I change into my uniform. It fits perfectly, and it even makes me feel a little bit more proud of my body when wearing it. I just wish I could look this good without the uniform. I exit the stall and look at myself in the mirror. Should I put my hair up? It would have both benefits and downsides. I'll keep it down this time. I throw my stuff in my locker and exit the change room and head back to the team room, already hearing Jaskin and Darius cause a few explosions from down the hall. Judging by the fact that the school isn't destroyed, somebody must have put them in an indestructible bubble. Let me out of here, Jaskin yells, trying to break the bubble of his super strength. Darius must be invisible because the bubble next to Jaskin is empty. He's probably trying to make them think that he isn't in there, so then they'll get rid of the bubble. I have the feeling that Darius doesn't know that some of us can see invisible people. Hey, Lexus, Daria greets me as I walk in. We're about to go over everything. Can you please go and stand next to the wall? Sure, I reply as I walk on stage, onto the stage, in front of the room and line up on the wall. Everyone listen up, Daria yells, getting everyone's attention instantly. When I call your names for Team 1, please go and stand next to Lexus. Daria points at me and I smile and wave. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? For the fighters, Jaskin Spiritus, Darius Jumple. Once Daria said their names, the bubbles floated over next to me and popped, both of them landing on their butts. Why do I have to stand so close to Smoke Brain? Darius mumbles. What was that? Jaskin asks, raising an eyebrow. Nothing. Darius grins, avoiding eye contact. That's what I thought. Jaskin laughs. His laughter causes Darius to twitch, anger boiling within both of them. Let's continue. Amphion Zets, Ain Harmony, Hestia Hero, Hero Persephone Zets, and Valor Pal. Daria lists them all without taking a single breath and continues. For the healers, Rachel Spiritus, Nava Winter, Dante Kenji, Nova Kenji, Leaf Rocco, Zebediah Zakai, and Zevelyn Zets. Once Daria finished finish listing everyone off, everyone in the crowd opened up rows for them. All of the people who were named looked so cool as they make their way up to the stage. It would be even better if it was all, if it was all in slow motion. That is our team one, Daria announces, clapping her hands. As for everyone else, let's head to the bleachers. Everyone except for two researchers in team one left. Alright, I'll be explaining the lineup for this match, Vanya speaks, with a deep and confident tone, walking in front of us. The other researchers, researchers standing behind him. What was his name again? Vaskin Quindim? The researcher looks up at me and says, it's Vassal Kaden. Oh, thanks. I nod. Right, you can read mod minds. He nods. Anyways, for the lineup, we have decided that it should be 6-5-3-1, Vanier declares. We'll be answering questions once we're done. Vassal walks beside Vanier and continues. In row 1, we'll have Vanier Powell, Hestia Hero, in Harmony, Amphion Zazets, Nava with Winter, and Zaskon Spiritus. Vassal lists, lists with difficulty. In row two, Persephone Zets, Zebediah Zakai, Leaf Rocco, D -D -D Dante Kenji, and, uh, and Darius Jumple. 
I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm in a better mood now. Might be because of the smoke and spark goofballs, or even that triple D that just happened, but this is nice. Basil looks at me and smiles. So, do you have a stutter, or are you just nervous? Hestia Hero asks him very nervously. At this point, I don't even know, Basil answers. Both of their faces begin to burn red as they avoid eye contact. So the third row is Zevelyn Zetz, Nova Kenji, Rachel Spiritus, Vanier Liss. Only hewers in the third row. Are they sure that's a good idea? I look at Vassal for an answer and he nods. Well, I'm sure they have a reason for it. I'll take their word for it. Finally, in the back row in the t is the team captain, Lexus Deathchill. Now, I'm sure that you all have a few questions about the lineup. Vassal stutters, yet still manages to keep things professional. First up is why we have Jackson Spiritus and Darius Jumple so close to each other. It is because you guys have to stay as close to each other as much as you can. He didn't stutter as much more near the end. That's good. But why? Darius yells, clenching his clenching his fists and teeth. It is because you guys are smoke and sparks. Jackson, you can surround the enemy and smoke and Darius, you can make it explode, Vassal explains. So that is why we put Jackson in the front row and you directly behind him. As for the third row of only healers, that is so then they can focus solely on having everyone's back and healing them without worrying about people in their own row. Vanier continues, Finally, for Lexus being alone back row, that is because she can protect everyone and, is, and if anything goes wrong, then she can release her secret weapon. I have a secret weapon? He must be talking about the goddess blessing. I look to Vassal for an answer and he nods. Secret weapon? Valor of Palace, glancing between me and the researchers. What is it? Tell us. You'll find out when the time is right. Vanier smirks. What is he planning? What does he know? Any more questions? Everyone looks at each other. No? Well then let's head for the battlefield. Onward, warriors! We all take out our Orus and teleport to the battlefield. I look beside me and see teams 2 and 3 sitting on the bench, with teams 4 and 5 close to the bleacher exit. Only 4 backups? The researchers must be really confident in our abilities. Normally, the amount of backups of backup teams is 15 to 20. That is mainly because of the chances of death and injury during these battles are extremely high. Last year, the number of deaths was an, eight, was an eighth of the student population. A small price to pay for the best. It's hard to see the other teams line up with everyone in front of me, but they're clearly standing in a straight line. Did they even go over a game plan? Or is she in Hawkeye? I gaze over the Vassil for answers, and he lifts up both his arms and points to opposite ends of the line. Did they seriously put she and Hawkeye as far away from each other as possible? Seriously? They put 13 people in between what is probably their strongest weapons. It must be a diversion. I should tell my team. Looking to Vassil for answers, and he nods. I tap Nova Kenji on the shoulder, and the other two girls also look back. You see those people on the other team that are on opposite ends of each other? I ask, 
gesturing to my two friends. Yeah, what about them? Nova whispers, half gazing at them, half focused on me. Combined, they are a weapon. Shisosi Hakai, which translates to death and destruction. So, there will most likely be a diversion right when the battle starts. I whisper back. Make sure to pass these messages to everyone. What are they? Zevlin Zets asks, keeping a subtle convert composure, despite being one of the most vocal about how scared they are. Tell Valera to absorb the powers of the first few people she sees. Tell Hestia to tell her to teleport her and Nava Winter behind everyone and summon her strongest animals. Tell Ain Harmony to numb everyone's senses. And tell Jackson to put a circle of smoke around us. I list a plan for the first row. I'll do that. Zevelyn Zets nods as she pa as she starts passing on the orders. Tell Persephone to turn into a mouse and go to the left side, left side of everyone, and summon Cerberus. Tell Zevadiah to make everyone happy so they don't feel pain. Tell Leaf to run in circles around everyone, use his demonic healing, and summon weapons whenever someone needs them. Tell Dante to do the same, and tell me whenever something comes up, and tell Darius to turn invisible and wait for the signal. I list the orders for the second row. I'll pass them on. Nova smiles as she passes on the plans. As for you guys, I start, but then I get cut off. Who do you think you are? Rachel snarls at me. I don't say anything. Complete and utter shock stops me from responding. Rachel, do as Lexus says. Vandia yells at her from the sidelines. No, no one will tell me what to do. Rachel yells back sounding like a whining little brat. We will sit you out, Daria threatens. Fine, Rachel mumbles, like a little boy that's being told that he can't have candy for dinner. Vassal looks at Vanya and Daria and nods. They both sat down. As for you guys, Zevelyn, I want you to cause a hail of with thunder and lightning, surrounding us at the same time. I also want you to use your magic recovery and neon healing on everyone continuously. Nova, do you have your instrument on you? I ask, eyeing her up and down in search of her instrument. Yes, always. Nova blinks in amazement. She's probably amazed by the fact that I know so much about everyone already. Although all of the information about us, such as our powers, age, grade, gender sizes, and some other stuff was posted in our team group chat, both on the Oru and Weenit. I want you to surround us in water, right in front of the smoke. I'll be turning it into ice. I also want you to turn the two corners of the other side into tiny pockets of space. I want you to slow down time for them. Also, heal everyone with your musical healing, I demand hastily and quietly. Are you sure she'll be able to handle it? Zevelyn asks, a hint of worry in her expression. She's only 14. Your magic... Your magic power recovery, I smirk. Damn, Zivalun yells. You're smart. Rachel, I know that you're most likely not going to do as I say, but I'll tell you anyway. I start as she completely ignores me. I want you to blow as many people as you can into the little pockets of space, and there might be a chance that someone on the other team has contamination as their power, so I want you to keep an eye out and directly attack anyone with decontamination powers. If you require backup, then call for it and someone will help. 
I don't know if you're unaware or just stupid, but I'm a healer, Rachel scowls. Clearly you don't know what you're talking about. I should have been a team leader. I'm a higher rank after all. I really want to start a fire under her shoe or make her really cold right now. This bitch really doesn't know what I'm doing with this technique. Also, healers can do more than just heal, so clearly she's just too lazy to actually fight. Either that or she's just too stupid to know how tactics and strategy work. Nice ego, I mumble. Well, guess what, little Miss 62? You're not the team leader, and I know best. You know what? If you think that you're the best, why don't you do your own thing and just see how long you last? Maybe I will, Rachel snaps. Once I show everyone that I should be the team leader, I'm going to immediately kick you off the team. Everyone rolls their eyes at that, and the announcer steps up to the microphone. Looks like it'll be Mr. Diamond Ship. I would like to welcome everyone to today's battle between the Grim Reapers and the Shadow Angels. Mr. Diamond Ship starts. Can the team leaders please step up to the center of the battlefield? My team clears a pathway so I can walk straight through. The team leader on the other team is a tall and muscular boy. He looks far more looks far older than he most likely is. Morning, beautiful. He bows when t- we reach the center. My name is Alk Shadow. I created this team all on my own. Nice to meet you, Shadow. I say in a very upbeat tone. My name is Lexus, and for some reason I'm a big deal. Who knows? Maybe we'll be able to beat you and your team, Miss Big Deal. He smirks. I think he might be trying to phrase me. Luckily, he's not my type. No hard feelings when you lose, then. I step back. He's too forward. Maybe if you're good enough, then we'll recruit you or do a draft. Let's have a good battle. He finishes and we shake hands. Firm grip. Tried to hurt me. Not as nice as he appears to be. I turn around and walk back to my position. On the way back, looking at Vasil to see if he got that. He nods and taps his finger on the notebook. Did he seriously write that down? Now that that is over with, once both team leaders have given the thumbs up that they're ready, then we will begin. Mr. Diamond Ship announces. Is everyone ready? I ask. Also, Zevalon. Make sure to keep us in the light, as little shadows as possible. Zevalon nods, and everyone else says ready, so I put my thumb up, and the battle begins. Just as I suspected, she and Hawkeye immediately start running to each other, but Jackson sends a huge blast of smoke in between them, and Darius explodes it all. Six down, nine to go. So far, we have everyone on our team. Rachel's running around everywhere, healing people for wind powers. Great. She's not following orders. If we do end up trading people, she's the first to go. Since there's nobody blowing people in the space pockets, it's just a waste of time. Lexus, the water is ready, Nova Kenji yells out to me, as I set a guy on fire when he tries to attack her. Eight more to go. Good job, I yell back as I freeze the water around us. Once the water has become ice, I see service and a bunch of our animals starts to pounce on four people. Another ends up running into the space pocket. Three remaining. Dante, who's left? I call out, assuming he hears me. Three. Three left. She, Hawkeye, and Alec, Dante tells me, without running any slower. What's your order? Tell Valdora Pal to keep she and Hawkeye apart from each other, no matter what. 
and make sure to watch her back. I order. As for Shadow, I want Zevalon Zets to assist me. I'll bring you two to him right now, right away. Dante tells me as he picks us up and puts us about ten feet behind him. Thank you, I whisper. What's the plan? Zevalon Zets asks me, matching my quiet voice in civil body language. Keep me healed and make sure no shadows go near me. I whisper back and she nods as I slowly walk up behind him. I take upon the movements of an assassin. Before I'm able to register my surroundings, I'm brought to the hallway of the school, not seeing anyone else around me. They must be invisible. A split second later, my reflexes make me turn around and catch a fist I was flying at me. Nice reflexes, princess. Alex smirks and, th and throws around another hundred punches at me. Somehow I block every single one. Care to know my powers? I suggest we go back inside before someone finds out what you're doing. I recommend confidently, looking around. No need, Alex shrugs. I have angel lookalikes of us fighting right now. Fine, I roll my eyes. What are your powers? Darkness, Alex says as he goes black. Angels? A few bright and sparkling angels surround him. Invisibility, he says as he turns invisible. Super strength, he tries to punch me, but I dodge it. Super speed, he runs around and stops right in front of me. And shadows, he says as he takes control of me using my shadow. I set myself on fire so there are no shadows. Now, what are yours, he asks me. Oh, just fire, death, and cold. I shrug as I extinguish myself. How would you like to get to know each other a little bit better? Elk asked me. After the battle, of course. Sure, whatever. I shrug, making sure that I show the least amount of amusement as possible. Can we go back in now? Elk smiles and we're both brought back inside. It takes me a second to catch my balance, but I manage to get, get it back just in time to block his punch. Judging by the missing animals, either the people who summoned them are gone, or she and Hakai have tamed them. I should cast a spell and get this all over with. This is taking too long. Everyone, surround me. I call out, and everyone circles around me. I get into my spellcasting stance and begin. Xyktorko ak yibsko. Morth mig dorp Ak di ivri. Zakko mig di di ak zak di ak reiko. Ak dorp dorp. Zakko pi ak di mig di do. I cast a spell, then Hakai and Alk fall to the floor. She most likely wasn't affected, because he is death, and spell only affects life. I'd say that we have about 20 minutes until they're fully reincarnated, but they're pretty much out right now, so no one remaining. So one remaining. Everyone, heal in life, now. I order the people surround I order the people surrounding me. If you use death powers, then just watch your backs. Got it, everyone yells in unison. Wait, I got a better idea. I say, looking at everyone going nuts with their powers. I don't see Rachel anywhere. Guess she's out. People who can reverse deaths people who can reverse death circle around the people who can't. Just as I say that, everyone nods and circles around some of us. Nova is visibly shaking. 
I take Nova's hand and bring her to the into a corner of the battlefield. There are weapons and blood everywhere. Nova, play as loud as you can. And you do to cast a spell. I order, staring her dead into the eyes. Staring dead into her eyes. I'm probably scaring her with how close I am right now. Okay, what spell? She asks with fear, causing her voice to crack. A spell that'll knock someone, anyone with the de death power unconscious, I answer. Looking at everyone heal everything. Can you do it? Won't it hurt you, though? She asks worriedly. Just do it, I demand, staring at her again. I can take it. Nova nods at me and starts playing her Xinjo, which is a musical instrument used in combat. It's a very bright and happy song, but it is also giving me a headache. My surroundings begin to spin, and then the last thing I sense is my body dropping to the floor. When I wake up, I'm in, I'm in the middle of the battlefield, with all the team healers surrounding me. She's awake, Zevelyn yells out to Nova, who looks like she's having a mental breakdown, looking like a mess with tears and snot everywhere. Nova slowly lifts her head and to look at me, wiping her snot on her sleeve. I told you I can take it, I utter, smiling at her. Good job, Nova. Lexus, Nova cries my name and pulls me into a hug. Two questions. One, how long was I out? I ask as I hear everyone start to chant my name. Two, did we win? Almost two hours. And yes, Dario responds, coming over to hand me a gold medal. Just so you know, Rachel was knocked unconscious after like 12 minutes. How? I ask, not surprised whatsoever. Somebody on the other team put her in a giant box and Hawkeye destroyed it on top of her. Fanny answers. She didn't even use her wind powers to blow it away because she was so focused on healing. But she probably helped no one that entire battle. So we can assume that they have someone with creation as one of their powers, I mentioned. Still managing to have my head in the game. Uh, affirmative. Vassal stutters, joining the rest of us. How's she, Hakai and Alec? I ask, wobbling as I try to get up to my feet. Nova and Zevelyn help hold me up. She and Hakai are in the infirmary, but Alec wishes to speak with you. As Daria finishes talking, Alec walks up behind her, and everyone starts to exit the battlefield. Ready to get to know each other better? Alec asks as he throws my arm around his shoulders to help hold me up. I want to go and check up on my friends first. I mention as I take out my Oru and get ready to teleport to the infirmary. Shadow does the same. We both teleport into the infirmary and promptly see she and Hawkeye chucking pudding, pudding and jello at each other. Before they see me, I sneak into the snack cupboard and throw a whole watermelon at them, knowing full well that they can take it. Sure, they might have a concussion, several broken bones, and they recently died, but they can handle a whole watermelon being swung straight at them. As the watermelon hits them in the head, I notice Shadow sneaking to the sauce cupboard, pulling out two huge buckets of ranch. He tosses me one, gives me a smirk and a half nod. Next thing I know, we're having a full-on food fight in the middle of the school's infirmary. People are fighting for their lives right beside us, and we're throwing pudding, jello, watermelons, and ranch everywhere. We are definitely amazing students. Let's catch up before we're expelled. Shadow ushers as he starts running around and cleaning up everything. After about five seconds, the entire room is spotless. 
I think he even cleaned up the messes that we didn't even make. How much longer until you guys are good to leave? I ask, taking a seat beside Hawkeye. We're literally demons. We heal almost instantly. She laughs, gesturing to his almost perfectly healed body. If you heal quickly, then why are you guys in here then? I raise an eyebrow at them. For some reason, Shadow's giving some people some food and drinks. They must be his teammates. Free food. Hawkeye shrugs and get out and gets out of bed. Let's go. Catch up with ev let's go catch up with everyone else. Hey, can I talk to you guys in private for a minute? Shadow asks, running to catch up to us. What's up, Shadow? I ask. I'm still calling him by his last name because he's a team leader, and to a higher ranked team than my own. Not to mention that he created created it himself. It's just to be respectful to someone who has worked so hard. Can I have Samuel's number? He asks, his face turning red. Y you're, you're gay? Hawkeye practically yells in amazement. Shh. Shadow covers her mouth and makes sure no one else has heard. I don't want anyone to think I'm weak, so I don't make it obvious. But you guys are friends with Samuel, so I feel like I can trust you guys. Yeah, here you go. I respond, handing him my kinnit with Samuel's contact open. Just so you know, his crush is currently Griffin Vixen. That asshole? Sa Shadow sh gasps and hands me back my kinnit. Wait, is he why you wanted to get to know me better? I ask as we see Anne, Samuel, and Lucas walking towards us. Just to get closer to him? Shh! Shadow freaks out and hides behind a wall. What happened to all that confidence during the battle? I laugh. Yes, still keep my voice low for him. Hey, Lexus, can I talk to you? Samuel asks me as he looks like he's extremely sorry for something. He's probably going to tell me that he never liked me, and he's been using me this entire time. It's no surprise. I don't deserve friends. I don't deserve anything. Sure, lead the way. I smile. Samuel leads me to one of the almost empty training fields. His walking style has changed a bit. He's probably just thinking about how he's walking. Look, Anne has told me everything that has happened recently. Samuel starts, avoiding eye contact with me. It seems like he's being forced to do this. I'm really sorry for the way I acted. I wasn't in the right mindset. I was still pretty phased by the fact that racists still exist, and I ended up taking it out on you. The more he spoke, the more comfortable, comfortable he seemed. At least we're good now. If he's happy, then I'm happy. So, will you forgive me? Are we still good for movie night? Yes, of course. I forgive you. And yes, we're still good. We wrap each other up in a nice and long hug. Also, Brian is coming too. For Anne, Samuel smirks. Why else would he not spend the night with his own group of friends? I chuckle. By the way, we don't hate you, Lexus, Samuel says with a soothing voice. We all love you so much. You're so smart, beautiful, and nice. Easy compliments. Anyone can think of those compliments. None of it is from the heart. I'm an idiot. I'm hideous. And yeah, I guess I am pretty nice. I'm going home to get ready for training. Want to meet up with everyone and walk home together? I ask as we start to leave the battlefield. Since there was a battle today, school is pretty much over for anyone who has, who has finished fighting. Hell yeah! Samuel jumps up and his voice cracks at the same time. Hey guys, I have training in a few hours. Want to walk home together? Maybe grab some bubble tea? I ask as I throw my arm around Anne's shoulders once we've reached the rest of the group. Yes, 
They all yell in unison, and Shadow quietly mumbles it as well. You coming too, Alec? Samuel asks, skipping over to him. I think he might know, know, I think he might know, and he's just playing with him. Shadow's completely red and sweaty. If he were to speak right now, it would probably be screams. Let's just take that as a yes. Anne laughs, trying to protect Shadow from breaking. Come on, let's go. She and Hawkeye both cheer in completely different notes. Yay! The end. And that is all for this week's meeting. For the Spotify listeners, there'll be a Q&A posted where you can tell me what you thought about it. And if you listen on a site that is commenting, feel free to comment what you think. Follow at CWC Publishing on Twitter. Check out my novels Death Chill, Flame Ribbon, Arctic Blaze on Amazon and Kobo, link in description. Check out the Crave Writing Club Discord server in the description. Check out the Crave Writing Club Instagram at creativewriting underscore club. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. In time to bring death back to life, turn fire into water, make the cold burning hot, and take this meeting into its conclusion.